Hey, great to see you along. Thanks for braving the rain and coming. Good on you. God bless you. That's so good. Let's just pray as we look at this whole thought of end times protection. Father, we commit ourselves to You. We thank You. You love us dearly. We thank You. There's power in Jesus' Name. There's power in the blood. Tonight, as we look at the theme of protection, Lord, we know we are advancing. We are moving forward. And God, we pray that 2021 will be significant and powerful for every one of us. We commit our time to You now. Thanks for speaking to our hearts in Jesus' Name. Amen. Okay, well, we're reading from uh, the book of Luke and chapter 21. I think we have slides on one side, but not the other. So uh, it does happen, doesn't it? You know, so Jesus is speaking and He says these words to His disciples. And Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now, the times of the Gentiles were fulfilled in 1948 when Israel became a nation. Jerusalem had been trampled down uh, by the Romans in AD 70, but in 1948, Israel became a nation. And this was further confirmed just last year, 2020, when uh, Jerusalem was recognised as the capital. Speaking of 2020, I don't know how you're feeling about it. I think most of us are glad it's over and uh, we're in 2021. I was talking to a guy the other day and uh, he's not a Christian. He said, man, I want a refund on 2020. He was not happy at all. But, uh, you know, I, we, thank God we know God works everything for good. So here we go. Here's Jerusalem. The times of the Gentiles having been fulfilled. Following on from this, the next verse says, after that takes place, there will be signs in the sun. So expect to see changes in the, in the physical world in which we live. Signs in the sun, signs in the moon and in the stars. We will see this increasingly taking place as Jesus here is talking about the end of the age. Then it goes on and it says, and, and I'm just giving you an abbreviated version here, but men's and women's and children's hearts failing them from fear. You know, fear is an, will be an increasing factor in the world in which we live. And it's very important as Christians that we know the answer and we have God's peace. Fear will be uh, a significant factor from those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken when these things begin to happen. But when it happens, Jesus said, look up, don't look down, look up. Your redemption is very close. The Son of Man is coming. He said, don't be sad, don't be worried, be glad. This is a sign that I am coming soon. He's coming to rule and reign upon planet Earth. His feet will land on Mount of Olives in Israel there and He will reign over the nations over the world with a rod of iron. He doesn't come as the Lamb. No, He comes as the Lord of glory, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's what He's coming to do. And it's not far away. We're getting closer all the time. Jesus is Lord and He's coming as the Son of Man and the King of kings. Okay, there are some fundamental things taking place in our society right now. Now, we're aware of some of these things, but slide two, if the, uh, thanks guys there. But things like, and you can look this up online. Don't do it while I'm speaking though, please. But you can, it's all there. The, uh, the United Nations have got, uh, they're trying to develop a world identity number officially. They're endeavouring to do this. Now, they may have very good intentions, but eventually that is going to get hijacked 
down the track. It just is. Currently, the World Bank have got a chip. They are endeavouring to uh, facilitate a cashless society, the ID4D chip. And that's coming in. And uh, the economies and governments of the world uh, will be working increasingly in unison. And also, they'll be working increasingly to remove cash out of society. Did you know Sweden, a really rich country, announced that it's going to do away with cash in March 24th of 2023? Just over two years' time, there'll be no cash in Sweden. Our own government, we looked at this only a few months ago. I remember them discussing it and talking it. It is going to happen, and it's all heading towards uh, the times of the end. World debt will continue to be the elephant in the room, nation after rich nation in debt. And eventually it will cause the economies of the world to unite together. And a politician will emerge who will charm and have great skill and he will help to facilitate a one world economy where you cannot buy or sell without a chip. And he will also go on further and there'll be a seven year peace treaty in the Middle East. At the end of all, halfway through that, he breaks that treaty. We're right at the time of the end. There's the three and a half years called the Great Tribulation and then Christ returns. But we can relax. It's not all doom and gloom, I can promise you that. Next slide, thanks guys. So, you know, God's supernatural power and protection will increase on His church. We're gonna be a church that's advancing forward across the globe. You know, last year may have been a, a year of conflict, but I believe 2021, be a year of conquest. Now, we're not without conflict, but it's a real sense of moving forward. And I know some of you tonight have had a sense you're, you're just treading water and you just can't seem to get through some things. I believe this year, God's gonna bring release for many of our lives. And some of the things that we are really reaching out for, what we're actually doing is we're, we're giving birth to them in the Spirit. As we pray, as we hold our ground, there's coming a birthing and a bringing to forth and a conquest. You know, as we take ground, there is conflict. We do need protection. And you know, uh, conflict from the devil takes place for two reasons. One, because we are taking ground, because we're moving forward, because we're in the will of God. The other time it happens is when we're doing something we shouldn't do and uh, we're giving ground and the enemy can get in there. I always remember what um, John Mitchell, he was an all black coach that I, I, I noticed the guy and I remember he said this, and I couldn't believe it at a news conference. He said, as All Blacks, we're heading to the World Cup. And he said, we're not so worried about our defence. We are focusing on attack. And I thought, oh, I don't know about that. Well, they didn't do very well that World Cup, I tell you. You need to focus on your defence as well as your attack. Now, protection doesn't mean absence from trouble. You can be protected by God and going through troublesome times and you're exactly in the will of God. You're right where you're meant to be. Sometimes things happen and we just cannot explain them. We don't know why it's happened, but God is with us and He takes us through it. So protection, you asked the Apostle Paul where he went through so much and God said, hey, it's okay, Paul, I am with you. You're gonna get through that. Protection, now this is, next point here is something that we need to be aware of, but protection means Satan has to ask to attack. And it's in Scripture on more than one occasion. The first occasion I'll mention is the book of Luke 22. And Jesus turns to Peter, who Peter who's busy boasting and going on. He's, he, oh, good motives, but he says, oh Lord, everyone's gonna forsake you, but not me, 
I'm there for you, Lord. I'm there. And Jesus knew what he was like. And you know what Jesus said? He said, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. Now notice what Jesus said. Satan has asked. Question, who has he asked? He's asked God. That's who he's asked. If we look at the book of Job, we see the same principle again. There's a conversation between God and Satan. Now, we don't understand all this, but it's still there. And uh, Satan comes and he complains to God about Job. And he says, I can't attack this guy because God, you have placed a hedge around about him. And God says, hey, he is a good guy. And the devil says, no, if you take away the hedge, he will deny you to your face. Then God says, hey, that hedge is gonna go. You can do some things. And Satan had permission and he was able to attack. And we know the story, Job actually ended up taking a lot more ground than he began with. So when we are under spiritual attack, God is fully aware of it. He is fully aware of it. And the devil has had to ask for permission. Thirdly, protection is needed to accomplish God's will. You and I, we need to walk in protection in the will of God. On one occasion, Jesus came to his hometown, Nazareth, early in his ministry. He begins preaching. They think he's got lovely, gracious words. And then he says a few home truths. They're not very happy. They get very excited and they want to stone him. So it says, and I've got the verses up there. It says that they dragged him out of the synagogue and they were gonna throw him over the cliff. But then it says, but Jesus walked through them, through the crowd and went on his way. You see, Jesus could not be harmed or touched until it was the time for the cross. Other than that, he walked in the will of God. He's on a boat in the middle of a storm. What is he doing? He's fast asleep. Another occasion, it says that the Jews tried to stone him. What happened? It says he hid himself and then he walked through them and he went on his way. He could not be touched. And my friend, as long as you and I are in the will of God, we have God's protection. We will have God's ownership over His life, our lives. And that is a great thing. And you know, protection can even come our way. We don't know it. Protection can come your way and as yet you don't know God, but He's working to get you to Himself. I remember when I wasn't a Christian and I was about 16 or so and I just learned to drive and uh, I thought I'd take mum's car for a drive. She wasn't home, it was a good time to do it. And uh, I just had, oh, it's very mechanical knot and I was looking in the bonnet and I just checked it through. Yeah, it's all good there. I was gonna go surfing. So I get in mum's car and off I'm driving, it's a new car and I'm driving away, probably speeding a little bit and um, going towards Brighton Beach in Christchurch and I'm looking at the road and suddenly I can't see the road and it's a bonnet. It's, it's, I haven't put it down properly, right? But I'm going so fast that next minute I can see the road. And what's happened? The bonnet has ripped off. And I look up at the rear vision mirror and it's sailing like this. And I tell you, it landed on the road and it just missed uh, a girl on a bike. It, now, if that had hit her, it probably would have killed her possibly anyway, where my life, I don't know where my life would have gone, but I believe God was watching out to protect. And uh, He will do the same for us at many times, we don't even know it. You know, I, and Pastor Tart quoted this in just a, a wonderful message this morning. The Bible says, don't give room to the devil. And that word, don't give room or don't give place, 
looked up this afternoon. It's the Greek word topos, and it means a spot. Don't even give the devil a spot. You know, you're, you're eating a bit of food and a tiny bit of something gets on your clothing. Well, get rid of it. That's a spot, a small thing. The Bible says don't give the enemy any room because the, the, that little spot will grow and increase and enlarge. And uh, the devil will try and attack you and attack me in the area of our weaknesses. And I'm just gonna, I've got four areas here tonight I'm covering. There are more, but whatever it is that may apply to you. The first one is that of discouragement. You know, when I'm really discouraged and really down, I can be very vulnerable to attack. And Elijah was a man like that and he had uh, done this thing in it, you know, in the nation and he thought he'd going to bring revival and fire from heaven and amazing things happened and it looked so good, but it just turned on him. And Ahab's wife, Jezebel, said, I'm going to, we're going to take you out. And uh, Elijah was so downcast and so profoundly discouraged, he fled for his life, got to this point and he's just so exhausted, he said, God, please take my life. Now he was really low, he really meant that. He, he, was, he was finished with, with life. And uh, I don't know how low you've been at times, but look at what God did. God sent an angel and the angel said, hey, eat some food, here's the food, have a sleep. I think he ate again and then he went and he began to wait on God and hear God's still small voice. Some of the best things you can do to overcome discouragement is eat and sleep and look after yourself. Sometimes we get to a point where we are so fatigued and so exhausted that, that uh, we are needing to be replenished, quite frankly, and we're still giving and we're still giving and oh, it's good to do and oh, we must give. But there comes a point where you just gotta be so careful and so wise, you know? So surround yourself with replenishers. Do you have replenishers in your life? Do you have people that when you're with them, they, they give you a lift? Because we need them. They are so important. They will do us good. The Bible says in Hebrews 3.13, encourage each other every single day, every day. So I asked myself and asked yourself the question, who are the people that you're trying to build into your life that can encourage you and get you from the point where like Elijah, you say, God, this is too much. I've had it. Because that's a very, very dangerous point to be in. And uh, we need to make sure that we're putting replenishers in our life. The second one is the area of grumbling. And uh, oh, I'm guilty. Oh dear. And uh, I guess most of us might be there. You know, in Exodus 17 and verse 3, Israel were going along in the wilderness. It was very hard going. And, uh, you know, there was no water and all those things. And they just began to grumble and they were getting sick of it. And, uh, you know, they kept on grumbling. And then it, a few verses later, it says, and Amalek began to attack. When we grumble, we open ourselves up to attack. And uh, it's so important, and we've had a lot of this, haven't we, on the area of our mouth. It is so important that we speak words of life. And I say, God, please let me say a lot less, quite frankly. Let it be about others and not about me, you know? So we've got to watch the area of our tongue. The third one, and just hold on to your, your, your seats on this one a little bit, but the third one is uh, when I'm on holiday. And I guess a few, few of us are on holiday or we're going on holiday, we've been on holiday. But you know, when we're on holiday, we can let down our guard. We just, oh, just, oh, thank goodness I'm on holiday. And we can let down our guard. And we can even watch stuff that we, we know we, we shouldn't be watching. We can get complacent. 
And King David was guilty of that. And uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a very sad story and I think we know it pretty much. But um, I'll just find it here in my, uh, my Bible. So 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse one. It happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David... He didn't go out to battle. No, he sent Joab and his servants with them and all Israel. And they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. So, you know, David had done a lot of of fighting, a lot of war. He led the army. He had great victories. And he thought, I need a break. I need to have some time out. So he's at home. He's relaxing. He's on his couch, whatever it might be there in his temple. And the army are off fighting, doing battle. David is not there. And he's out there one night. As Idris lights up, there's a beautiful woman. She's bathing and his heart is drawn toward it. We know the story very, very sadly that David committed adultery with Bathsheba. Then he murdered her husband. It's a terrible story. Now, David came back and he, he did find a place of forgiveness But you know the consequences in David's life and in his family's life? They were there for decades. And it made for a a second half of his life that was full of heartbreak and heartache. It is such an important thing that uh, even on holiday, we are so careful and on guard. It is so important. David was safer if he had gone into the midst of a battle than staying at home on holiday. He would have been safer. He would have been in a better place if he had done so. He really, really would have. So just keep that in mind, won't you? Okay, the fourth area is the area, failure to guard key relationships. Um, This is a big one. You know, do you have key relationships in your life? It is such an important area. There's a man called Billy Sunday. He was a famous baseball player in America. And he got saved, became a great preacher of the gospel. He was such a powerful preacher that he uh, pretty much, with others supporting him, with his preaching, America stopped alcohol sales. It was called prohibition, mainly through the preaching, the holiness preaching of Billy Sunday, a very, very powerful preacher, really mighty man of God. But years later, he and his wife said, hey, we saved or tried to save so much of America but we never brought our own kids with us. And sadly, his children just wandered off the track because mum and dad were so busy out there winning others for the gospel. It is so caref- so important that uh, we guard relationships. So, you know, it's important that we pray daily for people. And I'd encourage you just to think through who are the key people that you can pray for that you can reach out to and that you can love. Every day I try and pray by name for a certain number of people that I see as key relationships in my family and beyond that as well. It's so vital. So there's three major weapons that uh, we have tonight, uh, quoting from Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. It says they overcame Satan by the the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. I'm gonna do the different order here tonight, but these are things that we ought to do each day, I believe. The first one is to love not or not love our life. You know, I believe that means choosing God's will when it's not convenient. We can bring it right down to that. 
And when we choose to do the will of God, when it doesn't suit and it's not quite going right for us, then things will we'll keep walking in the will of God. We'll keep walking in His protection. You know, when you ride over God's peace, it is a dangerous place to be. Even when something's not convenient, you don't really want to do it. Uh, you know, it's a dangerous place. And um, I've got a little story to share about myself. And Debbie said, yeah, yeah, share that. That's a good one. Do that. Yeah. So even though it's going to make me look, look so good, here it goes. So, so this happened a long time ago. I've been around a little while. So about 25 years ago, I was working at the office and uh, I had a business I was running at the same time. And the business was not doing quite so well at that, that time. And I made the decision, I was gonna leave working at the office. I'm still in the church, still coming morning and night and all that stuff. But I'm gonna leave working at the office. I need to spend time focusing on my business. And, uh, you know, it needed my help. So, you know, over a period of time, I, yep, that's what I'm gonna do. And I went and did it. And, you know, as time went on, I began to realise I had made the wrong decision. And I'd begun to, I'd overridden I would say the peace of God in my heart. Uh, oh boy, I tell you. And you know how I knew? Well, within a period of one year, okay, I broke my big toe, broke my thumb, and our home got burgled, all in 12-month period. Now, we've never had that before, never had it since, but just at that time. And I realised what I had done is I had walked out from under God's protection. I tell you, this is real. It is absolutely real. The protection of God is a real thing. And to allow His peace to be your umpire. See, we are not free to do what we want. And I mean, I didn't, you know, I've really learned that lesson. I tell you, the, the fear of God grew in my life immensely after that experience and passaged my way through and uh, by His grace got there. You know, so the decisions you make for 2021, just say, God, what's, what's the peace speaking to me? And get, get counsel as well. It does no harm. Okay, the second area after not loving our life is overcoming by the blood of the Lamb. You know, as I said, I was in business and I would claim the blood and protection over my business. And by the way, I do that every day today. Um, and uh, on one occasion with business, uh, I had a busy day and I, we had a shop on Great South Road in Green Lane and it had a roller door and it had no, no, um, no door because it had the roller door and it just had the glass but, but no door in the middle there. And so I had a really busy day, good day, uh, but I had things on my mind. So I finished the day and I went home and uh, got back to work the next morning and there was the shop and um, I'd forgotten to put down the roller door. So the shop was completely open all night long. And this is on Great South Road. It's a very busy road. Uh, the shop's open, not even a door there. There's just nothing, you know. There's a lot of money in the shop. It's all these goods. I mean, a lot, you know, it was a lot of cash back then particularly. And I had left it all and just gone home. And, uh, you know, not one thing was touched, not one thing was stolen, nothing. I mean, that is God, isn't it, you know? <laughs> you know, protection is real, it works both ways. It works both ways. See, in the will of God, you're safe. It doesn't matter where you are, in the will of God is completely safe. I, I heard of one couple and uh, 
during World War II, they got so sick of the bombing that, that they left the Falkland, uh, sorry, they left England, and they were from England, and they went to the, live in the Falkland Islands. And the Falkland Islands is where they had a war between Argentina and England, and they got, probably got bombed again, I don't know. But, uh, you know, they were, I think, believing people. So it's very important that you know the blood of Christ over your life, over your family. And every single day I make a point of claiming protection over my family, over our church, over the leaders in the church. You know, these are so important things. And you know, the whole area of declaration is vital. And we've got on the screen there, just some declarations that we're gonna make. And I want you to just to consider making these declarations every day, every day. Because I claim, since some of the things I've gone through, I claim protection over my life every day, seven days a week. I say, God, thank you for your protection. I wanna walk under it. If I'm walking under it, I can't be touched in any serious way because God is with me. The devil has to ask permission and God, I'm gonna make sure I'm doing what I can. We get things wrong, of course we do at times and God understands, but we can quickly come back under protection. So I'm just gonna invite the band to come up and I'm gonna ask you guys, if you wouldn't mind to stand uh, with me right now and we're gonna make some declarations over your life and over the church and uh, I think you'll find these things will be effective. I don't know how well you guys over there can see them, but we'll do our best. So these are these daily declarations that, that we can make. And then after we've made the declarations, we're gonna praise God a bit and then we're gonna sing. So here we go. We're gonna look at these daily declarations right now. And let's just, uh, if you've got a mic there, guys, can you say them nice and loud? That would be brilliant. And uh, yeah, take a phone picture if you want to, that's good. But here we go, let's say them together. Okay. I place myself and my family under the protection and covering of the blood of Jesus. Exodus 12, 13, Revelation 12, 11. I ask for protection on my health, finances, key relationships, walk with God, workplace and family. I declare protection over everyone at Church Unlimited. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you because you have made the Lord your refuge. Psalm 91, seven to nine. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We declare it tonight. We declare it tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, there's a lot more we can say in those declarations. There's more in those verses there, but that gives you the feel of things. If you begin to declare those things in the spirit realm, you're gonna know an increase in God's protection. It's gonna strengthen in your life. Remember, we win by strengthening the defensive game, not just the attacking game. Let's uh, say, uh, say them one more time and let's uh, really believe God together for them and then we'll, we'll move on. Okay, here we go. I place myself and my family under the protection and covering of the blood of Jesus. Exodus 12, 13, Revelation 12, 11. I ask for protection on my health, my finances, key relationships, walk with God, workplace and family. 
I declare protection over everyone at Church Unlimited. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you because you've made the Lord your refuge. Psalm 91, 7 to 9. Let's give God a great clap offering. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to sing. I'm going to see a victory. Amen. We're going to sing. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Father, we just really right now, we bring our hearts to You and we pray tonight that, Lord, we will know an increase in the protection of God over our lives. Lord, we are not going backwards. Father, we are going forwards. We are walking into the will of God. We are walking under divine protection. Lord, we declare no weapon formed against us or our family will prosper. In every tongue that would rise against us in judgment, we condemn, we resist, we bind You, Satan. We declare our God reigns, our God is victorious. Greater is He who is in us than he who is in the world. Father, we receive it. I pray tonight for everyone under the sound of my voice that they would know an increase in protection. They will walk under the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ. They will not love their lives. And Lord, they will know a great declaration and victory in their hearts as they see God at work. As we move forward, Father, in 2021, we will see, Lord, real breakthroughs in our lives. We will see God at work for us. Father, tonight we do receive that in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen.